Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Hope Community Church. My name is Justin Domino. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I hope that you guys are having a great morning. And today, I want to share with you guys maybe some of my more embarrassing days as I reflect on who I was in high school and even who I was in college, and it's a little embarrassing, but I used to be really big into the punk rock scene. And no, I didn't have like the big green spiky mohawk or anything like that, but I did, I loved to wear skinny jeans, I wore those like skater tank tops, and I even had gauges in my ears, like those big earrings that have like the holes that you can actually see through your ear in, which I know, every adult that talked to me was like, are you sure you want to do that with your ears? What is going to happen when you're 60? (laughs) I get it, right? They were cool at the time. I wouldn't do it again today, but I liked it. I thought it was cool. I was a punk rock misfit, sort of, (laughs) right? But I remember going to one of my first punk rock concerts down at Station 4 in St. Paul. And if you're not familiar with Station 4, it is like this hole-in-the-wall little club. I think it's a jazz club now, which is totally different than what it was back in the day. But it was this smelly, grungy, just smelled like sweat. It was dirty all the time. You know, we've been talking about the, or you've been hearing on the news, right, about the COVID vaccine. I probably don't even need it because I was at Station 4 back in the day and it was so dirty. My immune system's like, boom, we're good to go for the next 60 years. But I was at a show and this was my first mosh pit that I was ever in. If you're not familiar with a mosh pit. It's basically everybody comes to the front, you run in circles, you hit each other, you just kind of let loose for an hour, hour and a half during the concert, which I know you might be thinking like, that sounds stupid. That sounds really dumb. Did you get hurt? And yes, it was dumb. It was stupid, but it was also so fun. So it was my first mosh pit that I was ever in. I come to the front when the first song starts and there was like 40 people in the front just running in circles, like throwing elbows, throwing fists and just going crazy. The whole point of a mosh pit is just let loose, do whatever you want to do besides kill somebody, basically. But I remember like being so disoriented because all you can see is people running around and like fists flying and elbows going and you can barely see because just so many people packed in like one small circle and I took a fist right to my cheek and that one like set me back a little bit. I got outside the mosh pit that jumped back in. A few minutes later, I remember taking a huge elbow to my rib. And then that that's when I was like done. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to leave here like all destroyed. And so we went to Taco Bell after the show, me and my three friends. And I remember sitting at Taco Bell, totally exhausted, a little beat up, a little bit bruised, but I felt like I had lost like seven pounds in that mosh pit in like an hour. It was nuts. I was exhausted. I was beat up. I was bruised. I remember going home with a big yellow, like dark purple bruise on my cheek. It was just nasty. I don't know why I ever did it. I, I would never do it again, but I reflect on this moment from time to time because sitting in Taco Bell feeling so banged up and exhausted it reminds me a lot of my life before Jesus. And I'm sure for you, maybe, maybe if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you're not a Christian. You might be thinking, yeah, it's exactly how I feel. Beat up, broken, dejected, bruised. I don't know what I'm doing. That's how I felt and talk about. That's how I felt before I knew Jesus. I tried everything in the book to try to find fulfillment, to try to find satisfaction in life, but I couldn't find it anywhere else. But the moment I met Jesus, everything changed. I looked for it in drugs. I looked for it in alcohol. I looked for it in girlfriends, in punk rock music. I tried everything, but nothing was working until the moment that I met Jesus everything changed. And it's not like my life is now perfect and now, you know, I don't sin anymore. I don't make mistakes anymore. I make millions of dollars. Like, no, that's not reality. 
A televangelist might tell you that, but that's not reality. The reality is life is still hard. Things still happen. This world is still an ugly place. But here's the difference. Now I'm rooted. I have a faith where I am planted and I am secure in my relationship with Jesus. I am rooted. I am grounded. And things in the world and Satan and even myself, it doesn't sway me as much as I used to. I used to walk around and just be swayed left and right. Be influenced by everything. Influenced by the world. Influenced by music. Influenced by Satan. Influenced even by my own sinful nature. And now today, the Holy Spirit has changed my life where I know what's good. I know what's God. And He is the one that is leading me. And if that is what you are looking for today, then I want to encourage you to start your relationship with Jesus today. And we're going to give you an opportunity for that. But here's, here's what we have to know first. And it's sort of the ugly truth. It's the not so fun part of preaching and being a pastor. It's the part of life in Christianity where we have to be honest with ourselves. And here, here's the cold, hard truth. Is that if we want to be Christians, if we want to follow Jesus we have to be willing to admit that we are sinful. Not just a little bit misguided, not just a little bit lost, but our lives and actually our sin, our nature is full of sin. And I know that's hard to hear and it's not fun to to preach about and to focus on, but if we want to know the truth of how good God is and truly what Jesus has done for us, we have to know the reality of who we are without him. So let's read Colossians chapter, chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Here's what it says. Here's the truth of who you are according to God, according to the Bible. It says, you were dead because of your sins, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. But then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and the authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Here's the reality. If you are feeling beat up, broken, and bruised like I was in Taco Bell and like I was before I met Jesus, the reality is it's because you are sinful, your nature is sinful, and you're living a life based on and led by your sin. And that's not just like, hey, it's you. This is all of us. This is who I was before I knew Jesus. And like I said, I'm not perfect yet, but now he is the one that's leading me. But before that, I was led by sin. I was led by any one of my desires that I wanted to do. I would just do it. And that, that was sin. And that was what it was keeping me from my relationship with Jesus. And here's the reality too about what Colossians says. Our sin makes us dead. Not just unaware. Not just sleeping. But spiritually, we are dead. We don't know Jesus. We're destined for hell and we're on our way there. That is the truth of what the Bible says. And God's very clear with us about this because he loves us. It's like a parent with their kids, right? If you love your kids, you're going to be clear. You're going to be truthful about how they need to act. And God is very clear and truthful with us about who we are without him. Without him, we're sinful. And we need to know that reality. And like I said, this is a tough thing to preach. And maybe you're sitting here today, you're thinking, I don't need this, right? I don't need some 27-year-old punk kid preacher telling me that I'm sinful. But maybe for you today, you're thinking, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly what I've been going through. I don't feel right. 
And it's not just that the world is evil. It's that I feel evil. I feel sinful. I need a change. I need to be transformed. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture is Matthew eleven fifteen. Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. Like if you don't like to hear about your sin, if you don't want to talk about this, if this is something that you do not want, it's probably because God has not just opened your ears yet. But if you're sitting here this morning, you're thinking, yes, this is exactly how I feel. He's talking about how evil we are. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. What I want you to know today is that God is speaking to you through his word. And he who has ears, let him hear the truth. We all need to hear the truth. And so if you reject this, I'm okay with that. But if God is speaking to you today, amen. Welcome. This is what we need. This is what we need. And I know, it, like I said, I know it's tough to hear, but there is good news too. Because God doesn't just leave us with a sinful nature and say, good luck, right? Have fun. Enjoy your sinful life. See ya. I can't deal with this. No, that's not how God is. In fact, here's how the rest of the, that passage goes in Colossians. It says, yes, we were dead in our sins, but here's what happened. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all our sins and he canceled the record of the charges against us and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. And in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He who has ears, let him hear. Amen? This is what God has done for us. He doesn't just leave us in our sins and say, good luck, you guys are terrible. No, he gives us an opportunity to find eternal life, to find salvation, and it's through and only through Jesus. There is nothing that we can do to earn our way to heaven. It's because of what Jesus has done for us. It's putting our faith in him. We can't give enough money. We can't do enough good things. We can't go through enough classes. We can't go, we can't know enough Bible verses. It is only through Jesus. And the reason, the reason for that is two things. God doesn't want us getting prideful about how we earned our way to heaven. God's very clear about that in the book of Ephesians. But also, that's not how sin is atoned for. That's not how sin is wiped away. Sin needed to go somewhere, and it needed a punishment. If God was going to put it to death, if he wanted us to be free from it, something had to happen. And here's what happened in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. It says this, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. And by his wounds, we are healed. Did you hear that? The punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. When Jesus went to the cross, he took all of our sins on the cross with him. As an innocent, sinless man, Jesus went to the cross bearing all of our sins and God's wrath was poured out on Jesus, poured out on, sin, on our sins so that we could be free, so that those sins would go to the grave and we would be free from them. This is why the death and the resurrection of Jesus is so crucially important and the baseline of our faith. Our sin needed to go somewhere and where it went because of the love of God was to the grave. And when Jesus resurrected, he resurrected sinless, defeating sin, hell, and the grave. And now you and I who put our faith and our trust in Jesus, by the grace of God, we can be free. Our sinful nature can be cut away. God will make us alive. Like I said before, we are dead spiritually, but through Jesus, if we believe in his message, we believe in the gospel, he has made us alive. 
It's spiritually now we see the reality of who we were before Jesus and who we are now because of Jesus. That we are saved, we are saints, we are redeemed, we are forgiven. Somebody shout amen, right? This is the truth of who we are. All because of Jesus. Not because we saved ourselves. Not because we gave enough money. Not because of anything else. It's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. We now have eternal life because Jesus made us alive and cut away our old sinful nature. You know, we talk a lot here at New Hope about being transformed, being redeemed, being forgiven. And this is what we're talking about, right? We are, we are seeing God do amazing things through so many people at New Hope. We just heard Corey Wetter's testimony last week of you know, his, his addiction struggle. And it was an amazing story about what God has done for him. And God has completely changed Corey's, lives, Corey's life and so many of our lives here at New Hope and so many lives all around the world. He has completely stripped away our need for other things besides him. He's completely stripped away our sinful nature. And that is the good news of Jesus. And the reason why he did this it's because he desperately loves his people. He desperately loves you and I. God did this because of his love. And you need to know today that you, if you believe in his message, if you believe in the gospel and you're ready to receive eternal life and receive salvation, he did this for you because you are his child. You know, one of the things that I, I tell my three-year-old daughter Izzy all the time is we do this almost every day. I say, Izzy, why does daddy love you? And she says, because you're mine. And I say, yeah, that's exactly it, right? I love you because you're mine. I don't love my three-year-old daughter because she makes me laugh and she's so cute and she's just funny. No, I love her because she's my daughter. Even when she lies to me, I love her because she's mine. Even when she yells at me because she's having a tantrum because she's overtired, I love her because she's mine. And God loves you today because you are his. You are his creation. He created you in his image. You are his child. Yes, you've done a million bad things. We're full of sin. We have a sin nature. Yet God loves us and he was willing to die for us. Why? Not because you're rich enough. Not because you have a social status. Not because of this, that, or this. But simply because you are his. So who is this message for today? First off, this, me this message is for a couple people, but first off, this message is for believers. This message is for you who are already saved. You're already a Christian. And, and the reason for that is because you need to know that you can never outgrow the gospel. I hope that you walk out of church today with a renewed confidence. I hope that you sign off, if you're watching online, say with a renewed confidence that you are saved, you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And it's by his work on the cross that you are set free from your sin. Walk out today being confident in that. But this message is also for those of you who felt like I felt before I knew Jesus. Who felt like I felt when I was sitting in Taco Bell after being in a mosh pit, not knowing which end was up. And I was so bruised, so beaten, so dejected, so like, ugh, I have no hope. That's how I felt without Jesus. And if that's you today, this message is for you. You need to know who you are without Jesus, but who you are with Jesus. He who has ears, let him hear. And maybe as we read Colossians, maybe as you were hearing about 
the sinful nature and what God has done for us and how he has made us alive, you're thinking, you know what? That's me. That's me. And if you're ready to start a new life today, if you're ready to be born again, to be saved, to be redeemed, and I think the biggest thing, forgiven for your sins, I think that today is the day that you need to make that decision. I can't make it for you. Your wife or your husband or your kids, they can't make it for you. Today is the day that you need to make the decision for yourself between you and God. And I'll be honest, and yes, I know I'm a, I'm a 27-year-old punk kid. I don't know a whole lot, but I did experience a lot before I knew Jesus. Myself, I tried to find hope. I tried to find fulfillment. I tried to find some sort of answer for all the pain in life, in drugs, in alcohol, in music, through other people, whether it was dating girls or it was through friends or even through sports. You know, sports took up so much of my time when I was in middle school and in high school because that was my escape. And, and you probably have an escape too. You probably have something that you jump to to just kind of get away from the commotion of life. But let's be honest, there's a reason why we have to keep escaping to that thing. It's because it might work in the moment, but we need something else to truly, eternally, long-term fix what we have going on. And that thing that we need is Jesus. And so I would encourage you today to stop looking at everything else in the world, to stop looking for every other direction in the world that you can go to, to try to find fulfillment, to try to find salvation, to try to find some sort of satisfaction in life. And instead today, turn your life to Jesus. And if you want to make that decision right now, I want you to bow your head with me and just repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray. God, I admit that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. Come into my life and change me. Cut away my sinful nature and help me be born again. I believe you died for my sins and rose again for my freedom. Today, I put my faith in you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I want to say to you, welcome to the kingdom of God. Heaven rejoices because of the, the, the decision that you just made. And you need to know today that when I said at the beginning of my sermon that you cannot be rooted if you don't have salvation, you cannot have this, you know, rootedness, this groundedness in your in faith in God. If you don't even have salvation in the first place, welcome because today is the day that you are rooted. No longer are you going to be swayed left and right by everything else in the world or even by your own sinful nature, but today you are rooted and planted by God and he is the one that is going to lead you. And if you made that decision today, here's the next step that I want you to take. I want you to take out your phone and I want you to text your name to 763-200-1453. It'll be up on the screen as well so you'll be able to see it, but 763-200-1453, just text your name and that way we can reach out to you. The last thing we want is for you to give your life to Jesus and then disappear into the world, right? We want to connect with you so that we can help you grow in your faith. 
We want to hear about your decision. We want to hear what God is doing in your life. We don't want you to just disappear. We want to know what is God doing? Why did you make your decision? What is new for you? And just welcome you to, whether it's to New Hope or just to the kingdom of God, to heaven. We are so glad that you are here. We're so glad that you made that decision today. And this is why we do what we do. It's not just to, to bring people together on Sunday morning. It's not so that we can have coffee and cookies, although they are fantastic, and I'm so glad they're back. It is so that people who are far from God can know God. It is to see the presence of Jesus in you, in East Central Minnesota. And so before we close today, I want us to do this as a church. We're going to take communion to just remember what Jesus has done for us. Like I said, we're obsessed with Jesus. He is the reason why we are here. It's because of his work on the cross, his love for us. You know, he lived the perfect life. He died for us on the cross. He resurrected for our freedom. And now today, he sits at the right hand of God as King of kings and Lord of lords. He is why we do what we do. And so as we take the wafer, you can take this with me. As we take the wafer, this wafer is a symbol of Jesus' body, broken and bruised on the cross and how he gave himself for us. As we take the juice, it is a symbol of Jesus' blood poured out for us on the cross. Why don't you take 30 seconds to just pray silently, and then I'll close this in prayer, and together we can take communion after we pray. Let's pray. God, as we receive communion this morning, we are reminded of what your son Jesus did for us on the cross. Lord, it brings great grief and mourning to know that our Savior was beaten and bloodied and crucified. Yet it also brings great joy knowing the results of what happened. Lord, now that we have freedom, we have forgiveness, we have eternal life. Lord, our sinful nature was cut away. That is the beautiful truth. So as we receive communion this morning, let us be reminded of your goodness. Let us be reminded of your grace. Let us be reminded of your mercy, Lord, that we did not deserve this freedom. We did not deserve this grace, but you grant it because of your great love for us. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen.